Welcome. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick. I host a weekly radio show that gets turned into this podcast. This is it. You've done it. If you're an early riser, you can listen live every Monday starting at 7 a.m. on WPRK 91.5 FM. It also streams on WPRK.org. Or you can subscribe wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Regardless of where you listen, this show is about people from the Orlando area who are doing something neat. I have this idea in my head when it comes to musicians. There's only one path to success. You write some songs, you gig a lot, like a lot, a lot. You go out and do concerts all the time. You make some money off merch, a few bucks on the tours. There's a one in a million chance you're discovered. Then another one in a million shot of you making it. Then MTV Music Video Awards. Couldn't be more wrong about the musical paths to success. And I'm so glad Katie Patton is on this episode to help me work through my biases and assumptions. Katie is an amazingly talented singer and songwriter, but she's taking a different path in her musical career. Stick around to learn more about that. As a special added bonus, Katie gave me permission to keep her music in the show, so you'll be hearing songs throughout. For more on Katie Patton and all the other guests, please visit toacertaindegree.com. And now, on with the show. Cake on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Good morning. My name is Nick. Every week I have a very special guest. I'm I'm special because I get to talk to really incredible people every week. I guess I'm not special for that. I, I'm grateful for that because it's pretty amazing. Uh, this week is no exception. Katie Patton is here. Good Hello. morning, Katie. Good morning. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so glad you're here. And uh, let me say for anybody who wants to look up Katie during the course of this interview, if you're listening to the podcast, it's C-A-I-T-I. Yes. And then Patton, like you would usually spell Patton with three T's and two O's. (laughs) Yes. So just in case somebody's looking that up. I'm just kidding. Katie Patton on Instagram, katiepatton.com, Katie Patton. And it's all Katie Patton music, if I remember correctly. Katie Patton music. Yeah. Uh, Katie, you are a musician. Yes. Musician, singer, songwriter. uh, Absolutely. So we're going to go through all of that, but I don't know you all that well, although we've been chatting uh, like crazy since you got here, uh, since we met this morning for the first time in person. Uh, I've seen some of your stuff online, of course, your videos and listen to your music. And we'll hear of that, uh, of that. We'll hear that later on. We'll hear of that as well. But first, let's get to know you a little bit better. Sure. So we're going to play a game. Okay. 20 questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, instead of saying up or down, yes or no, though, what you're going to say is parks or recreation. Okay, so parks, parks is if yes. you're for something, okay. yeah, because what's better than a park? Sitting in a park, they many times have benches and animals of some kind. Okay, recreation sounds exhausting. Okay, it's early in the morning. I'm not even thinking about recreation in any positive way. Okay, at all. So that's how we're going to play it. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, Now, Easter was last week, but Orthodox Easter was just yesterday. So happy Orthodox Easter to you. Wonderful. How do you feel about chocolate bunnies? Parks or recreation? Parks. Oh, you like them? Yes. Is it the the eating of the animal in effigy that you like, or is it the chocolate itself? 
Um, a little bit of both. Yeah. I just, it's kind of like a nostalgic feeling um, when you kind of first bite into those ears of the bunny, of the chocolate bunny. Do you like the hollow or do you like the... The, the solid, for solid, sure. Yeah. yeah. And you just kind of just chocolate. like gnaw on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can just see Brings back a lot right of good now. memories. <laughs> she's, she's really making me see and visualize what gnawing is. I wish everybody was here right now to, to see that, but Okay. So that is uh, chocolate bunny. So nostalgia for that. And then sure. who doesn't like chocolate? Yeah. Uh, I guess people who are allergic to it. But even then, they kind of like chocolate, right? Yeah. I guess so. I'd still try. All right. Professional wrestling, parks or recreation? Hmm. Did you watch to... it growing up? No. But I think it's I think it's pretty fun. It's cool. Like I, I wasn't submerged in it growing up, but yeah. like seeing it, I think it's pretty entertaining. Like yeah. if you were submerged in that world, I do could, un- I could to, understand. Do you want to do it yourself? Um, I think I envy those people who have like that much confidence to go out there and do it. But I don't know if I could do it myself. Yeah. So the first thing you learn in professional wrestling is how to fall or one of the first things that you okay. learn because that's the biggest, you have to be okay with falling. Yeah. Because you have to, you have to fall down. You have to do that as part of the, uh, you know, the show. And so um, I thought that was interesting to like, you have to learn to fail. Like your, your, all your instincts are to stand upright. Yeah. And to not fall down. And you have to unlearn that. Yeah. I think it would be cool as like an entertainment sort of thing. But, or maybe like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know about I'm going to say recreation on, on, the, on the wrestling. Okay. All right. Now that you thought about it. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea of you, um, you know, if we ever need to have uh, for me or for guests any kind of rent wrestling intro music, mm-hmm. you could write that for us. Oh, for sure. That would okay. be great. Yeah. Good, good, good. Uh, driverless cars, parks or recreation? Parks. I, yeah. I honestly don't know why humans are driving cars right now. We're why no did, why did we ever let them drive cars? Why, why are we driving cars right now? We're, I don't know. We're, we're not good at it. I mean, based I on the statistics that I've seen, <laughs> we are terrible at driving cars overall. We, we need to transition yeah. real quickly. Any fears <laughs> of the artificial intelligence taking over or control issues about you, know, you not being behind the wheel and I know doing there's anything? A, there's a lot of... Um, talk about that but honestly I don't have much a fear for that yeah okay I think um, I think it'll I think it will be used for for both in the future but hopefully mostly good and um, that's all we can ask for yeah hopefully mostly good yeah I like that that's gonna be the name of my uh, autobiography <laughs> I think <laughs> the Nick Drogadio story uh, okay so you are not a native Floridian I am not you are from the Ohio area, I believe is yes. how they pronounce it. Yes. Um, so I was born and raised in North Canton, Ohio. Uh-huh. And I grew up there for 20 years. And then so you've been here how long? I've been here for seven years now. Seven. Okay. Yeah. So then parks or recreation, the beach? Oh, parks. Oh, you like That's the beach. That's why I moved here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So the weather and so then you moved to the middle of Florida so you could be close to every as close to every beach as you right, possibly could. Right. Because <laughs> you couldn't decide. Well, then when I first moved here, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to the beach all the time. And I kind of did. Like uh-huh. I, I, I made an effort to go out to the beach all the time. And now that I'm kind of a regular here, I understand, you know, how people just like 
the locals just don't ever go to the beach anymore. Just take it for granted. They're just yeah. like, oh, yeah, I haven't been to the beach in a year or yeah. whatnot. And I'm just like, wow. I just got all the sand. And now I understand. I yeah. probably haven't been to the beach in a year either. So. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, you sound like a regular native Floridian now. Good nice. job. <laughs> How do you feel about sandwiches, parks or recreation? Parks. Do you have a favorite? Um, I like anything that's toasted. Oh, okay. So like a panini it's or anything that's been well? pressed. Okay. Yeah. So um, you like your sandwiches flat. You don't yeah. like having a yeah, concavity Yeah, I really do. Because yeah. even growing up, I always used to squish my sandwiches to yeah. make them flatter before I ate them. What Weird. Do you I don't know. <laughs> flat sandwiches. Do you eat all your food? Does all your food have to be flattened? No. Okay. But. But would you prefer it? If you get your pasta flattened, would you? Yeah, now that you mention it, yep. I kind of like the idea of flat pasta. Yep. Okay, so we're going to do bad business ideas later. <laughs> so that'll definitely be uh, one of them that we might uh, be bringing up again. Okay. All right, very good. How do you feel about... Okay, serious question. Okay. Disney remakes the cartoons into live action movies, parks or recreation? Hmm. So we just saw the Aladdin, I think, is coming out. Dumbo was just released. Lion King fairly soon. I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go ahead and say parks. Okay. Yeah. Um, Beauty and the Beast a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know, I really, I, I did, I did enjoy that one. Um. I think that I know a lot of people are probably like, oh, don't mess with the classics and stuff like that. But I think, um, I think they're doing a good job of of remaking them yeah. into the, and it's. It's also really cool to just see everything in the new um, the new technology they have for, for visuals and for animation now. Oh, for and, the animals and stuff, um, yeah. And, I mean, it's Disney. They're going to have the latest and greatest of everything. So, sure. Um, I'm ex- like it's, I think it's exciting to be able to see all that kind of evolve into an even um, just kind of like a different rendition. I like it. It's it, it's a remix. It's almost like a cover of the song by somebody else, by a different yeah, artist. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to work out how I feel about it. That's why I ask about that okay. one in particular. Yeah, so I, would... I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. <laughs> um, maybe I could be wrong. Uh, okay, so colonizing Mars, parks or recreation? Um, parks. You want to go? Eventually. Okay. I think I want to go. Yeah, definitely. Of course. Who doesn't want to go to Mars? Well, I, I mean, mean, that'll be part of your tour, right? So yeah. you hit the East Coast, Mars, as you get to Florida. Right. I might go to the moon first, and yep. then I probably... Oh, I like that. Yeah. Like well, that. we would have to see if anyone was on the moon. Do you think we'll put people on the moon or just sure. kind of leave that for, like, mining and... Uh, so there's going to be a Chinese base there. Okay. Uh, so China wants to go to the moon and set up a base there. So you got at least two stops. All right. So the uh, international or American base, you got the Chinese base, and then whatever's yeah. going on on Mars. So um, I heard about this Dear Moon project. I don't know if you've heard about it. No. Um, but there's a gentleman who's like partnering with Tesla and they're doing a, a Dear, it's called the Dear Moon Project. In 2023, he's taking himself and eight other artists um, on like the first like, the commercial, there, yeah. yeah, on the, like one of the first commercial flights to the um, trips to the moon for yeah. like regular people. And he wants to take eight different artists, like a musician, an art, um, 
musician, painter, painter, yeah. um, fashion designers, just stuff like that. Cause he, he just has a big passion for the arts and just wants to see what artists would create if they went to the Got moon. to see something like yeah. that. Oh, so. you know, they, he would need a, somebody to record and, and oh, yeah, and a, talk and a about an interview. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could do that. <laughs> Is there an application process or how's he doing that? Um, I don't really know what the application process is. I'm trying to keep my eye on it. Just, <laughs> you know, crossing my fingers someday. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see who he takes with him. That would be neat. Yeah. We should do something like that. Except I agree. Not to the moon, just to like beefy king. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Sure. I just want to see what all these artists, like what kind of music you would come up with after you go to beefy king okay or other places around orlando that's great uh, how do you feel about cursive the uh writing style not the band i've forgotten how to, i've or forgotten recreation oh recreation for sure oh really well it looks okay it looks really nice <laughs> it looks nice do i forget how to write cursive yes is that sad probably but um I think it's dying out. Yeah. It's dying yeah. out. Okay. So continue to let it die is what yeah. I'm hearing from yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> See how you are. Uh, speaking of continuing to let it die, zombies, parks or recreation? Oof, recreation. No, not so much on zombies. As They're a storytelling so device, do you like zombie movies? I'll watch a zombie movie. Every now and then? Um, yeah. I never really got into like The Walking Dead or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, funny funny story. Not a story. Not a funny story. But I did get to perform at the Walker Stalker convention in Orlando back in August. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's just like a big... Um, it's a horror, but all, Yeah, like a horror a convention. Yeah, stuff. for Walker yeah. Stalker. Or sorry, for The Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah. And... That was pretty fun. So what did you play there? Did you come up with a song either before or after like zombie related? No, but they had me. um, It was like an experiment. They had me singing the actors on and off of the stage for when they came up to do their panels. Oh, so you did the wrestling intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't really work out that great because I think it was the first time they had tried it, but it was pretty fun. Okay. Yeah. And I got to meet like the actors from the show. Um, Did you yeah. ask them how they wanted to be sung on? Um, or did you just come up with that yourself? I kind of just came up with it myself. Yeah. yeah okay. So I kind of just took a, some clips of my songs and would just sing them before and after. But the stage was so small. It took them two seconds to walk on the stage. And so it was really awkward because oh, I would start. so they start... were still walking on. Or yeah. they, were, they were already sat down yeah. and you were still singing. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, a fun were, experience. They really need like But that. I don't know if I was necessary that weekend. <laughs> they probably thought that too. <laughs> All right. Well, don't sell yourself short. You just need a longer thing to right, walk up. Right. We just need a bigger stage. That's and all. how many people are doing that where they're singing people onto stage? Right. Like there's, there's uh, basketball games you could be doing. There's yeah. all sorts of sporting events. There are weddings and things of that nature. Yeah. Okay. Cause that DJ who's introducing everybody is terrible. <laughs> At weddings. I don't know if you've seen that DJ, that one DJ. Yeah, I've seen that it's DJ. It's all DJs. Yeah. No offense, DJs. Aww. A lot of DJ <laughs> listeners that are just now 
turning off the radio. <laughs> All right. Well, I lost them. How about, okay, you've seen crowd share cars, crowd share bikes all over town. What about crowd share electric scooters? Have you heard about this? No. So it started out in San Francisco. Um, There's a lot of controversy around it because of the inherent danger of somebody just scooting along (laughs) on an electric scooter. Uh, But you can, it's just like the uh, ride share bikes where you can swipe your credit card or download the app and you can rent it. And get from one place to another faster. That's pretty cool. I like yeah. that idea. Parks are rec. So parks. I'd say parks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I also like that as a, you know, from an entertainment point of view, like jousting, like okay. people jousting on yeah. those things would be yeah. a lot of fun to watch. Um, and you it makes get like a whole event going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes people watching faster <laughs> mm-hmm. as well because they're going by much more quickly. So I can see more people per hour. Yes. Than I do right now. <laughs> Not that I'm watching people all the time. Uh, okay, so this is actually, this is a great question for you based on what your future plans hold. How do you feel about tiny houses, parks, or recreation? Parks. Yeah? Yes. Um, <clears throat> it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, one of one of um, the goals that I'd like to achieve is um, to have a piece of land that has like a bunch of tiny houses on it for Mm -hmm. friends and family to be able to live there and whatnot. So tiny houses are definitely a plus. So create your own community. Yes. An autonomous community. Yeah. Yeah. Been talking about it with my boyfriend. (laughs) So how autonomous are you going to have like your own system of government and that Um, sort of thing? Possibly. I mean, will you have an army? We would definitely have to have a way to to protect it. Yeah. So I don't know about an army, but yeah. like maybe using technology would have a way to to protect the community. Otherwise, I like the idea of using music because I feel like some sort of auditory weapons. <laughs> um, you could really keep people away, or if you figure out a way to lull them to sleep, anytime people are trying to get in. You just put them to sleep and then put them somewhere else. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that the power of that, just because that bring. I had an idea the other day about um, like a an idea for a a movie series mm-hmm. or like a almost like a Game of Thrones sort of thing. But if like Game the, of, is Game of Thrones uh, uh, show, yeah, oh, okay. kind of like in that style though. But oh no, like, I meant I've never heard of it. Oh, okay. No, I'm kidding. That's a bad joke. <laughs> You're one of those people that doesn't uh-huh. know about Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh. yeah. I'm the th- one of three people <laughs> that doesn't know about Game of Thrones. Okay. Yeah. Recreation. <laughs> um, but no, I was saying um, how the power of music, uh, if I were to make my own TV show and it would have like a series, um, the hero of the book um she has the power to when she sings like her whatever she sings about mm-hmm. their stories like come alive physically around her and then when she gets this special like stone or something they're they they're able to become physical so like if she's if she were to sing of a thousand armies like they would they would show up and be physical and be able to fight for her oh i like that yeah yeah okay let's work that's on like that. a, that's like an idea i have in my head I really like that. I think we should work on it. I'm sorry that we put that out there 
Uh, anybody listening, you can't steal that idea. That's my idea. That's Katie's idea. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so let's leave it with this one for now, and then we're going to play uh, one of your songs, Cobbler, the dessert, not the person who fixes your shoes. Definitely Parks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're a I big fan. I love, yeah, apple cobbler. It's really good. Very nice. With a little bit of whipped cream on top. Do you have a favorite dessert? Like, is that your go-to dessert or do you have something else you would be like, okay, I would eat this every meal if I could? Um, man, I really do like apple pie as a dessert. Yeah. Um, let's see. Ice cream. Ice cream is always a good ice one cream. too. A lot of variety. Yeah. I like that. Ice, like a scoop of ice cream with the cobbler would be great. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, let's leave it at that for now. Uh, Katie Patton, you can learn more about Katie at katiepattonmusic.com. Thank you. And then look her up on most of the social medias, mm-hmm. the the important ones. I don't know. That's, I'm insulting a lot of social medias right now. <laughs> so I apologize for that, all you social medias out there that just got insulted. But uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, you can also look up to a certain degree on the web and on social media to learn more about the show. But let's hear a song called Animals. Let's play that one. Sure. Do you want to set it up at all? Or where does this come from in terms of your inspiration? And how did you come about writing this? Sure. Um, So this is off of my most recent EP, um, Animals. It's a title track. And it is um, loosely loosely based around the the state of society and politics, what's happening in the world these days. Um, That came from a personal... But I try to write it in a way that the listener could relate to it themselves mm-hmm. in their own way. But when, when I wrote it, it was, it was coming from more of a political standpoint. Um, How old I, is the song? It's about, it's almost two years old now. Oh, okay. Yeah, 2017. Do you ever listen to, you know, something that you wrote or look at something that you've written and go, huh, I, you know, I've. I'm not there anymore, mm-hmm. and now these things are different for me. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, with my earlier work, I'm feeling like that right now. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's it's still my earlier work, and I'm proud of it, and it's there. And but I I don't. I think as an artist, we like to kind of focus on you know what we're doing and at the um, time, yeah, at the time and what we're excited. Um, that our skills have built up to and we kind of look at our earlier projects as kind of like a less experienced time, I guess. Sure. Um, so I, I think I, I view the animals as more of like a mature, um, mature EP for my music where I've kind of developed a, a bit of my own sound mm-hmm. and I like that. All right. So we're going to hear animals. You can get this at your website. Yep. If somebody wanted to purchase <clears throat> this. Spotify, iTunes, and, and all that. All of those places. Yeah. Okay, we're going to hear that on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Got us down with a cheap trick. Nashing teeth on the carousel. What the hell? A hundred lies in the middle of the night. Told one by one. Never thought it would happen like that There's no way it'll come to this But then again, it kinda did A thousand lies in the broad daylight Told one by one 
just got sick Laying in a hospital bed Tell me all of this is in my head A hundred lies in the middle of the night Told one by one Is this as bad as it's gonna get? We should have known it was happening But here we go, we'll try again A thousand lies in the broad daylight Told one by one on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Good morning, my name is Nick. And the artist who put that song together, who wrote, yes, mm-hmm. you can talk. That's yes. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who performed? Yes. And, uh, okay, so not only did you sing, did you do the instruments on that as well? Um, actually, when it comes to overall production, I have a wonderful friend of mine who helps me out with arranging and production. Oh, nice. Um, so... I, I did go to school a little bit for music production, but I definitely always need help with um, that side of things. So I have a wonderful um, friend, Spencer, who's been, I've been working with for nine years now. Oh, wow. And um, he's like always been my go-to and we write music together. Um, sometimes that particular animals, we actually did um, do some writing together. Um, animals EP, we did, a lot of stuff together yeah so i should probably credit spencer on a lot of the animals ep um and that was a really really fun project that we both enjoyed so much and it was really cool being able to see both of us put together our ideas and have something like that come out and um, it kind of just like solidified our belief that like wow we can make some really good music and um so yeah which makes me super excited for for the new music I have um, to release soon. 
that Coming we've out. finished. Yeah. With Spencer as well? Yes. Very nice. <clears throat> Anytime I can work with Spencer, that's a plus. So one of the things I like to do on the show is try to demystify some of the processes, Mm -hmm. um, especially when it comes to music, because uh, I don't want to do too much because for me, music and people who create music is pretty magical, right? I played oboe for a year and that's about the extent I traded a uh, car for guitar lessons one time as well. But for the most part, I have, (laughs) yeah, I have zero (laughs) musical skills. Uh, whatsoever. So for me, it's it's just really, truly amazing that people can, they have this in their heads and they can translate it. So one of the things I wouldn't mind talking about is that collaboration process. Because sure. I think, you know, from a pop culture standpoint, when we think about music, it's usually, it's either a band or it's usually one person coming up with stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe there is a producer that we see somewhere in it, but it's really that artist. Yeah. But how is it collaborating? Like when you're, when you're writing a song or you have the beginnings of a tune in your head, what is it like collaborating with another person on something like that? Um, Honestly, it happens different every single time. Um, So even though I've worked with Spencer so many times, it happens the way we finish a song. It's different every single time. So for example, animals, um, the, that particular song um, we actually did remotely. So we weren't even in the same room with each other. And I came to Spencer and I was like, Hey, I really want to do song, but I can't come up to Ohio right now. Actually he was in Korea. So that wasn't even an option. Yeah. Uh, so he was in Korea. And I was like, I really want to do a song still. And um, so we made it work to where we, we set up uh, writing sessions over, over Skype and um, we kind of just discussed everything production-wise together. And, that's, and that's as far as writing goes, that's lyrics and the song? For that particular song, yeah. we did sit down on the lyrics together. Um, what happens when, when we do work on lyrics together, usually what happens is we'll build a simple track first with a chord progression, and we'll both sit on that chord progression for a really long time. Both of us will go away, we'll write, you know, we'll give ourselves like 15, 20 minutes to really kind of think about this track that we're working with. And then we'll come back and we'll come back with the ideas mm-hmm. for the other person. And we'll kind of say, Hey, I like that. Or mm, I don't really like that. Or, um, or it would be, Oh, I really like what you did there, but what if we did this? And it's kind of like that, that whole collaboration process is really cool. How you can bring to some, bring something and the other person can totally give their spin on it yeah, and it kind of just turns into its own, its own thing. And you, at the end, you're just like, wow, I wouldn't, I would have never been able to come up with anything like this by myself. And it's so cool um, to be able to, be to have that. There. Yeah. A lot of trust. Spencer, he's just, um, he's really good at um, just making sure that he, he doesn't like to take over the thing, but he like, he's so good at music theory. So he's always good at, at putting the actual uh, music theory stuff in your head that you need to keep, re- keep reminding yourself to, to think about. Um, but with this last song, actually um, it was diff- It was a different process because I actually came um, to him with everything, with all of the lyrics and melody written before oh, wow. I came to him. So, um, so for the new song, Spencer wasn't involved with writing any, the new song that's coming out soon, um, he wasn't involved with writing any of the lyrics or melody with me, but um, 
I sent him a rough demo track of stuff that I had produced by myself and he kind of was able to help me um, add some more arrangements to it and kind of beef it up a little bit um, kind of with some of Spencerisms, I guess you would say. Um, but his, his personal touches on the song too, just cause I value his knowledge and, and what he does to my music every single time. I, um, just always like to make sure that he's there to mix and master everything at the end. So, yeah. So the process is different. Sometimes yeah. we get together and we start from scratch and, um, sometimes I come to him with something that's already kind of basically formed and he just needs to help me with a little bit on the, um, the end with, with arranging and mixing and mastering. So it, it's different, but every time we're amazed with, with how it comes out <laughs> somehow. So let me ask you this. Is it something that you've always wanted to do as far as making music and producing music and creating, you know, an experience for people? I think so. Um, I guess it all, it probably all started Growing up, I was heavily involved with musical theater. I was mm -hmm. involved with band orchestra and choir in school. And I always loved, you know, being involved with arts and um, making movies, you know, home movies and stuff like that. And it kind of just developed into when I figured out what I actually loved to do, it kind of just balled up into making music and, and making videos, you know, mm -hmm. and um they all kind of balled up together into one thing. So my love for music has turned into, you know, the music that you hear. And then my love for, you know, film has turned into all the cool music videos that I've been able to, to make along the way as well. And um, I think that's just something I really want to be able to continue to do and get better at. And um, yeah, just like any other artist. Well, I think it's interesting because you have a very distinct and I don't know how much of this was collaboration, but the videos that you put out as mm -hmm. well. Uh, and you mentioned that, that it's not just, I, I wouldn't say limited, but it's not just about the music itself for you. It is about the visuals to an extent. Sure. Yeah. And definitely. So after, after I'm done um, working with Spencer, um, one of my favorite parts is moving over to the visual um, with the music videos. And I have a wonderful friend I've been working with for uh, I've known them since kindergarten, um, Ryan Keller. Um, he, he's been doing a video for me for a very long time. So mm. every time I'm done with a song, I go to Ryan, I say, Hey, um, let's, let's work on something. And, and again, it's a collaborative And again, process. it's a collaboration yeah. where he'll listen and he'll give me his ideas of like visuals that he has in mind and I'll give him my ideas of what I'm thinking. And, and usually we can come come together in the middle with, with something. And, um, one of the most recent projects that we worked on, I did a, a cover of David Bowie's life on Mars. And, um, I really, I fell in love with how Ryan did the visuals on, yeah. on that video. It was very, very beautiful. So, um, he gets better every single time he, he does something and I'm just very excited for the projects ahead that we have planned. Do you feel like without the video, obviously the song stands on its own, but the video enhances maybe the story or something, a feeling you were trying to convey? Because you're, I, I don't think that 
your videos are very literal. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some stuff in Life on Mars, but uh, uh, for the most part, uh, you're not trying to make a literal storytelling interpretation of your song. You're you're doing it through visuals. There's a color palette that's very, mm-hmm. I think, very well thought out. Yeah. And that sort of thing. I think Ryan does a very tasteful yeah. job of making sure that the visuals are... Um, Enhanced. Are enhanced, are enhancing the song yeah. really and, and not really taking too much away from, from the music. Well, I think there are, there's definitely those videos um, and I've had, you know, uh, plenty of them where you see, maybe it's the first time you're listening to the song and you see it with the video mm-hmm. and there's something about it that really speaks to you. But then when you listen to the song by itself, it's like, oh, this is, it's not as impactful. Yeah. Right. So I think I like the videos where it enhances the song, but isn't necessarily uh, so dependent or codependent, if you will. That's good. That's good to know. Then you know that you have a song that can stand on its own. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I think visually and especially more recently with um, the Internet and everything, People are people are hungry for visuals for stuff. Oh, um, for sure, yeah. So if you can have a really good song with some good visuals out there for pe- to to um, capture people with, they're you know, you're good. You're good to go. Let me ask you this because I think it ties into the visual part of it as well. Um, traditionally, what we think of as a would you consider yourself a working musician? Yeah. Okay what we think of traditionally is first of all, you're a starving artist, but you know, that's not necessarily true. Uh, but secondly, it's you make money off of selling your songs Mm -hmm. and that's true. Right. But there's so many more avenues. Sure. And I think before we get into that, I would say that the, the importance of the video element is to not only drive sales of the song, but to actually put you out there, for these other avenues. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's an important part of what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, uh, with with music sales these days, an artist average, I mean, an artist really doesn't make money off of their iTunes or Spotify plays unless you're getting a lot, a lot you yeah. know. Um, so the start, you're not you're not going to get very much money just from just from the the plays on Spotify and, you know, your friends buying your album on iTunes. It's very Um, nice and you should continue doing that. (laughs) Yes, yes. KatiePattonMusic.com, C-A-I-T-I-P-A-T-T-O-N, music.com. Yes. There's also a donate button at the bottom of the page. Very nice. (laughs) Buy me a cup of coffee. But I, I, and that was something I learned when I, when I had to evaluate on the business end of things and wanting to really make this a living in a business and I had to come up with something that was going to earn me a little bit more money. And um, that's when I tried, that's when I dived into the licensing aspect of things, um, which was basically reaching out to um, TV and film and uh, music supervisors for placements in TV shows, um, commercials, anything of the sort where, Movies, yeah, yeah where they're going to use music. Mm hmm. Yeah, um, overhead radio for for business and things like that. Uh, so that was definitely something I stumbled on. That was 
it was good. Mm. And um, I got my first licensing placement for a YouTube Red series. Um, and that was kind of like the start. I, I started reaching out to a bunch of music supervisors and um, just did all the research I could on licensing. And yeah. I came, I have a main distributor that I use, songtrader.com. And my uh, wonderful licensing manager, Eric, um, there, he helps me with pitching and making sure I've got my ducks in a row. And um, I'm also actively reaching out to, to other like licensing libraries that are out there. There's hundreds of licensing libraries that you can reach out to to put your music in. And, and they'll um, from there, they will go ahead and pitch your music to all of these ad agencies and, mm -hmm. and people looking for music. Um, and eventually it is a little bit of a waiting game. I will say that you have to be patient. You have to be diligent and always putting your, your pitches out there and whatnot, but eventually it comes, it returns to you. Um, so just the, that's, that's, that's the, kind of like the gist of it. Yeah. Just making sure that you're always putting yourself out there and you'll get your, yeah, it's, uh, it's a game. Do you, uh, are you just, from your perspective, are you continuing to write the music you want to write or are you writing stuff for that in particular on occasion for the um, licensing? Both, I guess. Yeah. Um, there's definitely times I, I would like to continue. I want to continue writing music for myself and music that I like. Sure. But in, I also have to keep in mind that um, other people are listening to my music too and I have to keep them in mind and um, so I do like to write for the listener as well too and um, I think licensing is something that's always in, has, is in the back of my mind as well now when I write um, unfortunately in, license, in the licensing world they do ask for more universal lyrics um, lyrics that are more um Umbrella, kind of just vague, I guess you can say. Right, safe you know? and yeah. yeah, that can kind of fit in. Which is um, challenging for me because I put so much emphasis on story writing with mm -hmm. my music. I mean, every single time I, I start to write a song, I'm writing a story. So I'm, you know, I'm writing a story and then from that I take a song out of that and, and craft it and... Um, it's hard for me to put such a detailed thing in, in a way that's marketable for, for those types of things. Um, but I'm, I'm getting better at it. <laughs> well, I, not, to, not saying that I want to get so good at it, but, um, I'm trying to find that balance. Your, your song about the four door hybrid sedans was really good. I felt like it spoke to me in a way that other songs about, four-door hybrid sedans. It, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a terrible I'm like, oh, song. you knew that I was writing the song about yeah. four-door. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but I, that's got to be, as an artist, it has to be a particularly interesting challenge to try to do that without feeling like you're just selling out, right? Yeah. Um, so I... And, and, that, and it gets a little... Um, a little frustrating at times. And... At that point, you're kind of just like, you know what? I'm just going to write what I want to write. Yeah. And um, honestly, 
since being in the licensing uh, for the last year now, I've just seen so many possibilities happen. So any type, any genre of music is getting picked up. Any weird, quirky little genre is getting picked up for a TV show is getting picked up for this and that. And so it just kind of gives me hope and, and hopefully others that no matter what type of music you're creating, you don't really need, you don't have to necessarily worry about if it's licensing, licensable, you just have to put it out there and somebody will probably eventually um, come along and pick it up for something because there's just, there's a big need for it, I think. Um, especially well, so much content being yeah, produced. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and if you've got unique music, too, that you might think is too obscure, I, you'd be surprised with um, what's needed in the industry of licensing. What about the, uh, so you do, we're talking about a lot of your music in terms of music that you write with words. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You just recently did <clears throat> some music that didn't have any more soundtracky kind of music. Yeah. Um, so I started playing a video game <laughs> this past year called Dota. And um, I was really inspired by some of the music that I heard um, for it. And I started listening to more gaming soundtracks and I started sure. listening to more movie soundtracks. Really, within the last like probably eight months to a year, I haven't really been listening to pop music. I've mostly been listening to soundtrack music and instrumental music. And you'll really hear that on, on my new single that, that's about to be released. Um, it's heavily influenced by cinematic and, and orchestral music, which is really fun. Um, but, oh gosh, what was I saying? Oh, about the instrumental music that oh, you just... Yeah. yeah um, playing video, and so, the video game and... Yeah, once I started listening to that, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try and try and, try and take a stab at this because I was also trying to start producing myself too. Um, so every day I kind of just take it as an exercise to sit down at, at the studio, um, at my computer and produce something, an instrumental of some sort, and kind of just take that idea. And eventually those ideas um, turned into actual songs and, and soundtrack songs that were just instrumentals and that now I have a part of my portfolio and my library that I can, that I can um, have available for, for people to license and and use if they want. So, so if somebody came up again, I'm kind of thinking of, you know, you have this stereotypical musician in your head that is going to go write songs, gig, write more songs, do more gigs, you know, perform at open mics and then eventually get to the point where, he or she or, or they can uh, charge for tickets and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And they're selling merch and then they're touring. And yeah. But, you know, for something like this, if somebody came up to you and said, hey, I really like your stuff, would you come in and help us do the music for this video game? Mm-hmm. That's something that you would be all about. Oh, of course. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, th- that would be a dream, just being able to to pick up different things like that you know if somebody wants music produced for a short film or a film or sure some some project that they're working on and um yeah i'm always excited to hear about new projects to work on like ryan um my videographer he also works on projects by himself so he scratches my back i scratch his back he does videos 
you know, with me, but he'll also come to me and ask me to produce music for him, for his films. Um, so I, I really like, I really enjoy being able to, to do that and look as look at it as a really cool exercise to, to challenge myself, um, with writing music for a long to a visual, yeah. you know, it's a different process. But it's oh, cool. I bet. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Well, let's leave it at that for now. Guess what? First hour gone. Wow. That was I'm, fast. I'm such a joy to talk to. <laughs> it hurts sometimes. Uh, should we listen to another song? And if so, should we listen to Seeing Smoke? Sure. Okay. Well, yeah. let's play that. And for people who want to learn more about Katie and her music, uh, Instagram, Facebook, the, uh, the URL is all Katie Patton Music, uh, C-A-I-T-I-P-A-T-T-O-N-M-U-S-I-C dot com. I actually, it was funny because I was, uh, you know, I didn't know how to spell your name. And so the first time you emailed me, I kind of skipped over it because I was like, no, I'm waiting for an email from somebody named Katie. And obviously in my head, there's only one way you can spell Katie because I'm very small minded. So I'm glad we finally connected and uh, yeah, and you will hear Seeing Smoke. And is that from the EP as well? Or is that an earlier song? Um, It was actually released before the EP as a single, but I added it on to the EP because um, it was such a kind of like a monumental. This song is very special to me because it kind of was at the point where my music style kind of started to really involve, really evolve into what it is right now. Yeah. Um, and it was definitely uh, one of my, one of my most proud moments, I'd say, like in my music career, was releasing this song, and um, so I just went ahead and threw it on the EP as well, just because mm-hmm. it's definitely a favorite. Very nice. So that's Katie Patton seeing smoke on WPRK, Warner Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. The ground. It's all behind Oh 
This episode was recorded live on April 29th, 2019 on WPRK 91.5 FM. You will hear things on WPRK that you won't hear anywhere else. For example, right after my show at 9 a.m. on Monday mornings, you can listen to the Orlando Theater Hour with host Ashley Ann Gardner. Ashley's a local actor, playwright, and musician, and she does an incredible job of setting the scene for what's happening in Orlando's theater community. WPRK, there's always something interesting happening, so listen early and often. Now, more music from Katie Patton. Katie Patton on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, from her Animals EP, last year's Animals EP, that was Heart of Black. And guess what? Katie Patton is here. I am. Yes, Hello. You are. That was excellent. You just picked up on that intro and you came in. That was that was a beautiful thing. 
Katie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Waking up early. Yes. Driving. I don't even know how far. I mean, hours. I didn't really want to tell. Yeah, it was. It ended up being like three hours. So, like, oh I had man. To, no, I'm just kidding. It was like 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming out. Um, if anybody missed any of the show, it'll be up as a podcast uh, early next week, probably Tuesday. Uh, to a certain degree, Tuesday is what I'm calling it now. Uh, and that'll be up on iTunes and Google and Spotify. But please tune in for the rest of the show because Katie will be here for another hour and we'll listen to a few more of her songs like that or a couple more. And I don't want to give away all of your songs (laughs) because they're all excellent. What I would encourage you to do too is go to her site, go to Instagram, go to Facebook, follow her on all of those things. But also check out her music videos. If you like music videos and if you like distinct visuals and music videos i would say that those are uh ones you will probably enjoy very much so you want to add anything to that no because i'm giving you compliments of course you're a very gracious person (laughs) nice thank you well i am going to keep something coming but it's it's bad business ideas all right i really hate that intro (laughs) bad business ideas time to be just one it's gonna be totally legal we hope it won't hurt anyone so come on have some fun yes bad business ideas maybe wow. another option for you is to do uh music for all of the segments that no, you that was beautiful show. yeah i don't think i can get better <laughs> than that before we get to your business ideas, I just want to let you know what this is that you're getting yourself into. Okay. So I come from a family of people who love to have, you know, the get rich quick schemes. Okay. They love to come up with those ideas and then not actually do anything with them. Sure. They want to tell you about it so you can do it and then I guess feel obligated to give them some of the money. Ah. So that's really where this comes from, a place of love and okay. family. And so what I'm going to do is pitch you two different ideas. Okay. They're pretty bad. And you're going to have to pick one. And just by being on the show, you are actually going to have to run with it and start up that company. Okay. I don't know if you saw that in the rider for this this show. Now, it may not seem like it, but I do a lot of research on these ideas. And again, it may really not seem like it once I start telling you about them. I put myself into the shoes of the people, the customers, the potential customers that we would have. And most importantly, I spent a lot of time coming up with clever names. So, for example, uh, one of the ideas that I had very early on, this is one of the first bad business ideas, which surprisingly still hasn't happened yet. Emotional support animals delivered via drone for when you're really sad and you need an emotional support animal really quickly. It's called The Beagle Has Landed. You think that's a bad business idea? I think it's a great business idea. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, see? Okay, okay. Amplifier, the fire pit rental service, because it only gets cold in Florida twice a year. True. Time Balm, B-A-L-M, it's just clothes made out of medicine. One of the biggest problems in America and in the actually the whole world is people not taking their medication on time or finishing it out, right? So if it's your clothes and you're absorbing it by osmosis, you have no choice. Okay. Yeah. Katie, may I call you Katie? Of course. Great. Katie, have you ever wandered? No, I'm sorry. Wondered? <laughs> sorry. Have you ever looked at something or watched something or listened to something with wonder and awe? Like this is the best thing you've ever seen and nothing can get better than this. 
I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So you've seen something you really admire or do yeah. you really, you know, listen to a song or something along those lines. Of course. Lines. Do you eventually feel sad? Like, great, this is the best thing I've ever seen. How can anything possibly top it? I don't know, I guess. Does Until everyone Until now. <laughs> with our new service, Hit Reset, we remove memories of your favorite artwork, movies, music, and other experiences so you can repeat the experience all over again. Wow. It'll be just like the first wow. time. Okay. How do we do it? No, I'm at, I, I have no idea. Lasers? Oh. Um, That'll be really up to you if you choose <laughs> okay, this one. Okay, okay. So this is Hit Reset. Let's do a quick role play. Okay. You be Katie. I'll be Nick, but we're different Katie and Nick. We work together. And let's say it's Monday morning, which it is. All right. So all of this is very literal so far. I don't think this is any of the role play as of yet. Uh, but let's say we're talking, you know, about our weekend. And uh, so ask me how my weekend was. Nick, how was your weekend? Katie, it was awful. I saw the best concert that I've ever seen in my life. I, I just don't even know how I can go on. It was awful? Well, no, it was great. Oh, okay. But the concert was so amazing, I don't know how I'm going to go on oh. with my life. <clears throat> well, Because nothing compares to that now. Have you heard of this thing called... Um... Oh, no, no, no. Okay, and now scene. <laughs> scene. So that's the scene. Now we'll do it where Nick has already gone through hit reset. Oh, okay. All okay. right. We're starting so over. So now, yes. I get now it ask now. me how I get my it weekend now. is. Okay. Nick, Role playing isn't easy. <laughs> it's harder than it that. looks. Yeah. So Nick, how was your weekend? It was so great. You know that concert I went to? Yeah. I don't remember yeah, yeah. it. So I'm looking forward to seeing them again in the future. Oh, that's, uh, that's such a great idea. This is going to be such idea. a great week. So you're going to pay for the same concert twice? Yeah. Wow. Because I don't remember any of it. Wow. Yeah. That's a great value. As a musician, do you think that's... Uh, that's As a musician, important? you probably make a lot more money. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, maybe something you should look into. Hmm. Okay. And scene. <laughs> All right. So that was Hit Reset. What did you think okay. about that one? And that could apply to movies. Like how many times could we see Avengers Endgame? It's true. A million. I mean, you'd really never have to make another form of entertainment again. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Everybody would just watch the same the thing same over thing again. The same thing over and over again. Because and think it was the best it. thing ever. Okay. Yeah. All right. Idea number two. Okay. Patterns. They're everywhere. On your clothes, on rugs, on pillows, almost all fabrics. But there are other patterns, like the way people move. Dancing. For example, I'm not very good at it. My kids tell me all the time, but sometimes I do like to boogie and or get down. Okay. And I would like to get matched with the music that is best suited for my dance moves. That's where our new company, Sways of the Flesh, come in. We would open thousands of dance studios across the country, put people in motion capture suits, and digitize their every move. We then cross-reference that with a music algorithm, much like Spotify, and then we would be able to create the perfect mixtape for them for when they want to dance. So we see how you move and we say, okay, this music is perfect for the way that you move. I like it. Uh, and so as a musician, I bet you would like to have a list of all the people who are predisposed to your music based on their dance moves. Sure. Now, here's the thing. I, I thought of this late last night. I'm like, you know, opening a bunch of dance studios, that sounds expensive for Katie to do. <laughs> Right? A little bit. Between you and me, 
This is just you and me talking. Mm -hmm. Radio listeners don't listen for a second. We don't even need people to come in to assess their movements because you've got your phone, you usually got a smartwatch, you got a Fitbit. We can track people pretty easily if you know where to go. It's true. And download that. So I went ahead and downloaded your movements. Mm -hmm. Radio listeners and podcast listeners, you can listen again. Now, uh, I'm looking at the data. You do the floss and the cabbage patch a lot, like an abnormal amount, sometimes in your sleep. Wow. It's kind of disturbing. Wow. I also see that you move your arms in the air, but you still really seem to care a lot. So what we so would much do, caring. Yeah. So what we would do is basically just download people's personal data about how they move. Okay. And then we would be able to say, okay, these are the target people for you, Katie Patton and katiepattonmusic.com mm-hmm. to, to sell your music to. Yeah. And we would find those people for you. I now know everybody who matches perfectly with my with music. Your music. Yeah. Yeah. What could be better? Who than wouldn't that? want that? Yeah. Yeah. It's really target marketing. I like it. Yeah. So those are your two ideas. Sways the flesh. Uh, and the tagline is dance like big brother is watching. And then hit reset. Scrub away your best memories so you can relive them. What do you think? These two delicious meals set in front of you. You have to choose one. Katie Patton. Which do you choose? Wow. Um, do you have any questions? Do you have any ways to improve it? Besides maybe never doing role playing again. <laughs> I don't think I, I think I'm just. Um, hmm. Let me go back one too. Let me throw one more in there for you. Okay. We okay. did talk about uh, pressed pasta. Oh, earlier, that's right. We did. Pasta. We did. I mean, that's always going to be a great idea. That should always just be It does be sound there. pretty neat. I feel like you could get it. You could just put it in the toaster and then it pops out pasta. Oh, yeah. Wow, pasta you that you back. could make in the toaster. Okay, toaster, that pasta. That would be pretty convenient. I don't know how that would work, though. Oh, we'll figure it out. Okay. That's, okay. For, that's for the scientists. That works, yeah. On, on, the, other, on the other end here... I think I'm gonna have to go with your um, your dance, your the, the dance sways of the, the flesh. sways of the flesh idea. Yeah. yeah, the the memory wipe is a little um, a little too invasive for me. That sounds a little scary. What if that What if that wipe went wrong? Right. We could we could yeah wipe some. We would be li- liable for a lot of lost memories. Um. Would we? If you lose the memory, I mean, I guess you don't have how it. How would you know? Right. You lost it. It's sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I wouldn't want to have that weighing on my conscious, I guess. Okay. Losing people's memories. Yeah. So having an ethical gray area is a really important yeah, component I think that's, of bad that's, business that's what, uh, yeah. yeah. That's what is keeping me from that, going okay. with that one. So sways um, of the flesh, stealing people's personal information in order to target them for music purchases. Yeah, not yeah, not as great not an area as for you. Bad. As bad <laughs> as a musician, I can see that. Yeah, I'll take I'll take that one. Yeah. Okay, very good. Well, thank you so much for that. Let's listen to another song, another one of your songs. Sure. Which one would you like to listen to? Um, we could probably uh, listen to Shadow. Shadow. Okay. And that's from your Animals EP? It is. You can get that at katiepattonmusic.com. C-A-I-T-I. Yes. Patton Music. 
Uh, and you can find her on the Facebook and on the Instagram and all of the other places. Um, and visually stunning videos. So I think that's something you should definitely look into following her on as well. She's demurring right now as if they're not visually stunning, but she knows they are. She knows. I put, a, I've, I've, I've put a lot of effort into that. Yeah. 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 All right. We'll talk a little bit more about the effort that you put in there, but this is uh, Shadow on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Please let me explain myself I don't wanna hurt you but I I can hardly help it And I don't expect you to understand But baby please could ya, could ya Just please let me explain myself Followed by a shadow There's a mouth to feed And if you become the shadow Who will keep the memory? been such a long time I don't wanna hurt you but I just need one taste I don't expect you to understand but baby please could ya, could ya just please let me explain myself Katie Patton on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, from the Animals EP. That was Shadow. Good morning. My name is Nick. I do a show every week called To a Certain Degree. Every week I have a very special guest. Coincidentally, played one of her songs. She's here right now, Katie Patton. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. If anybody wants to look her up on the interwebs, C-A-I-T-I as Katie. Mm -hmm. And then Patton spelled as I would imagine usually. Yeah. P-A-T-T-O-N. Okay, just in case. Yeah. Uh, Katie Patton music all over the place. 
Uh, Katie, uh, so that was a song called Shadow. Where was that from or what was the inspiration for that one? That was off of um, the Animals EP, like you had mentioned before. And um, before, earlier I had mentioned that when I do songwriting, I, I'm very um, focused on the storytelling mm-hmm. of the song. And actually two of the songs off of the EP shadow and heart of black were actually meant for a short film that never happened. Mm. And it was supposed to be for like a, I think a vampire short film or something. And, um, so this was someone had approached you. Yeah. Someone had, uh, come to me with an, like a script idea for, for short film. And they were like, could you write a few songs that like kind of have this sort of theme in there? And I was like, yeah, sure. Great. So I went up to Spencer and we worked on two songs, which was um, Heart of Black and Shadow. And for those two songs, we basically made up our own uh, stories for those two songs. So like Heart of Black is definitely a pretty edgy, fun um, story of somebody um, getting caught up with her lover and killing them and whatnot. (laughs) Um, As we all do sometimes. You know, it happens. Yeah, But um, so definitely coming from a very strong storytelling standpoint standpoint that didn't necessarily happen to me in my life. I know a lot of songwriters write based off of personal experience, but I think that's something that I've been able to kind of experiment with moving away from, which is basically just kind of coming up with a a completely different story about someone else and putting yourself in their shoes um, and coming up with a, a complete different story comes up with a different song and um just a whole different um tone honestly so so you did these two songs you were really you liked them oh yeah yeah and uh the movie fell through it did it fell through um but i still you know definitely wanted to keep the songs they were really good in my opinion so just stuck them on the ep did you okay so once they weren't going to be in the movie did you change them after that No. no They were already pretty much good to go. That's great. Yeah. Do you find yourself, because you can edit any number of ways, right? It's so easy to edit. Um, Copy is easy enough to edit, but songs now, I won't say it's super easy to edit Mm -hmm. songs, obviously. There's still a skill and a lot of uh, expertise that goes into it. But when do you know a song is done? Um. When I hand it, when I hand it to Spencer, um, I usually is it easy for you to let go? I guess <clears throat> is the question. Then, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you have to be okay with you know. There, at a certain point, you have to say, "All right, yeah, I'm either sticking with this or not." Mm-hmm. And I think when you do start writing, when you have been writing for a really long time, you kind of get a scent, you kind of get a feeling when a song is finished, like when you do feel really good about a lyric line, when you do feel really good about the overall product. And I think there's just a good, um, good feeling that you sit with yourself at, at the end of the song where you're like, yes, this is, there's nothing else I would change. I'm very proud of this product and it's, I'm ready to let it go. I'm ready to let it go. Um, probably like, in earlier years, there's, I probably didn't do that as much and, and maybe wasn't as happy with products at the end. But now after doing it for so long, you kind of just make sure that 
everything, every decision you make in the songwriting process, you're super happy with it. Um, because if you make a decision that you're not really so, so about, or like a line that you weren't a lyric line that you weren't really super confident in, it'll, it'll annoy you for the rest of the time that song exists, which is forever. So you just want to make sure that you're really at peace with everything you've put on the table and there's nothing that you've left behind or left out or that you think that you could have tried at again or or whatnot. And you just know that you, you did everything that you could basically. So yeah. Let me take it back a step. I want to talk a little bit about you coming out of high school mm-hmm. and what your plans were and what actually happened. Because sure. I think that a lot of times we have you put a lot of pressure on ourselves. We think it's going to go one way and it ends up going another. Um, so I think for you, it wasn't necessarily, yes, 100% I'm going to be a musician yeah, um, out of high school. Or was it? Um, I think deep down, I really wanted to give it a try. Whether or not I thought it was going to be able to work out was another thing. Um, and so you were doing, you were performing and you were yeah, writing I mean, music. And sure. I mean, out of high school, I, I had a few years of, of songwriting and, and dabbling in it. And I went to um, Kent State Stark University in Ohio for a year for music production and took a slew of, of music classes and whatnot. And, um, I thought I was going down this path that was straight towards like this great music career or whatever. And, and I just found myself very being really unhappy and I didn't know why. Um, and so I guess something told me that I didn't really belong, belong there. It wasn't working out. And, um, and I guess it doesn't work out for everybody. And I think that's something that, that people don't tell you that college sometimes doesn't work out for everyone and um and it's okay and it's not what everybody does um so after i did that um i finished my year i actually decided to go to cosmetology school Uh, i was super interested in special effects makeup Mm -hmm. hence you know like i was in video productions in high school so i also had a huge like kind of passion for for film as well um so I guess I was probably just confused at the time because my passions lied. They were in video, they were in special effects makeup and styling, they were in music. And um, so I was a little confused with doing all that and then I was confused on how I was going to be able to make a career or a a job out of that. (laughs) So um, I think a a lot of that was kind of just figuring out what I really loved to do and... Mm -hmm. um, where did I get? St- <laughs> I, I lost lost myself. No, um, I think what you were, where you were going, and I think this is interesting too, is you thought you had the thing you were passionate about, and you did. It was music, right? Yeah, yeah. And you went to college for it, but I guess the was it the translation of music into production? Think, was it, it? I think I was so just like I wanted to really just dive into what I, what I'm doing now, which is writing music and making videos, um, and, and kind of diving into all that at the same time. And I guess when I went to college and I wasn't, wasn't doing that. And, um, and it's interesting too, because usually in your first year, you're not going to go into a lot of the, 
uh, major <clears throat> classes, if you will. And it was really interesting because at Kent, Kent State Stark, I didn't take any regular college courses my my first year. I was actually just all in music classes. All music. They, so you would think that that would have sparked yeah, something. Yeah. Um, and maybe maybe it was a bit of like a an overload. All, um, but like I just I was like I don't know. This just doesn't. Um, Right. It wasn't what I wanted to be doing, Yeah, but I loved music. And so I got a little confused. I was like, well, do I really like music anymore? Maybe I'm not supposed Is to my be whole life alive. <gasps> what? Maybe I don't really want to be doing music when, yeah. in, when in actuality I wanted to, it's just that I did not like how it was being in presented, presented to, yeah. to me. Um, and when I went to cosmetology school, I actually loved it. I loved how hands-on it was. Yeah. And um, all the creativity that was allowed in, in the workspace. And um, I think I really benefited from, from going there. And after that, I made the move to Orlando. And um, that was huge. So, um, and I think when I got here, I kind of fell in love with writing music again. And um, So a change of venue and a change of environment yeah. helped you like kind of rekindle that flame to an extent. Yeah. And then as I, as I started writing again and um, kind of really diving into it, I, I, I wanted to, I started going to open mic nights and getting really involved in the local scene here. I'm not too involved with it much anymore, but when I first came down, I was going to open mic nights and collaborating with other musicians here and reaching out to a lot of people. And, um, Looking back now, I was kind of just, you know, just starting everything that I'm doing now, just mm -hmm. making music, making videos, and, and, and it's kind of just, it just improved and snowballed since then. And I just realized that I've, that's just always what I've loved to do. It, there wasn't a job title for it. There wasn't, you know, a specific degree for it. It's just that I know that I like writing music. I like making videos and I want to get better at doing at it. And a lot of other people seem to think, you know, I'm pretty good at it. So, um, I want to keep, keep doing it. What about that part of, you know, as an artist and as a musician, do you like writing and recording more or do you like performing more? Which is the part or do you have a, a favorite? Sure. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm more comfortable with writing and um, it's definitely where I like every single day. I Writing is like my comfort spot. Um, performing, on the other hand, is a little out of my comfort zone. So I do I do like it, but. Mm. I think I choose writing over performing, which is why you probably, you don't see me um, playing out a lot. Um, and musicians kind of can go one way or the other where you're out gigging a lot and um, doing a bunch of shows and, and you make your money off of ticket sales and whatnot. And I think I'm kind of on the other spectrum of musicians that are kind of in the background mm -hmm. um, working on on things in the background and doing licensing and for TV and television or radio and stuff like that. So um, I would definitely say writing would be for me. Let me ask you this. So we talked a little bit last hour about some of the different ways that somebody might 
and can, as you are, make a living being a working musician. Again, we have this idea in our heads that you're a gigging musician and that's how you make money and you're selling merch and doing all these things. But there's a lot more to it than that. What about, you mentioned uh, on the walk over here, working with different producers Mm -hmm. for either vocal tracks that they need or just examples, Sure, right? that's they, a, You're not always recording the entire vocal track. You're just trying to put something together with the music they've already done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely been another avenue that I've that I've gone down as well with writing. Um, right now in the music industry, there's it's uh, it's a lot of electronic music mm-hmm. and a lot of electronic music producers do not have a vocalist or do not have a lyricist or feel like they are not skilled enough in either areas. So they will reach out to a separate songwriter, a separate vocalist to come in and finish the song for them. Um, and that's something that's um, that a lot of producers will do. Um, they'll reach out to me and they'll give me a couple of songs to listen, tracks to listen to and, ask me if I can come up with some lyrics and come in to either record vocals for them or a scratch vocal that they can have to present to to a label or something like that. Um, so that's really um, a cool thing that I've been able to do as well. And it's really cool being called up from people for, for writing services. It's, it's, a, it's a cool feeling when someone's asking you for your creative, you know, like your creative mind and like they know they think that you've got like better lyrics than anyone else. So um, how do they, how do they find you for something like that? Is it uh, again, the representation you have, is it putting yourself out there? Is it you're, you're sliding into their DMS a little bit of everything, honestly, (laughs) Um, with working with, I worked with an artist Exod um, a couple years ago on a few songs and he just, he saw my music video for seeing smoke like I said, Seeing Smoke was definitely a point in my music career where things kind of got really elevated. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the opportunities that came along from that video was was working with Carlos of Exod and him asking me to write lyrics over a few of his tracks. And that that was a really fun experience. And I even got to go out and perform with him at at the social at his show that he had there and um, on the songs that I wrote with him and it's a good time. So that's, yeah, another avenue that artists or songwriter or lyricists can go down as well is you don't always have to know how to produce or anything. You can just solely rely on lyrics and your voice if you want to, if you want to offer that up to producers as well. Be out there. That's really interesting. Yeah. When you're writing, mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple questions on the songwriting process. Sure. I'm trying to steal all of your ideas and okay. ways of doing things. Obviously, when you're writing, you, you're songwriting. I mean, you write other things as well. Uh, but what are you listening to? Like, how do you interact with music when you're being creative? Um, I usually have a playlist on Spotify that I'm that I'm listening to of songs that are currently inspiring me. So. Um, lately, like I said, I've been really inspired by movie soundtracks mm-hmm. and, and trailer trailer music and uh, 
more orchestral and instrumental soundtracks. So usually when I'm writing, I have that in the background. So right now, like big cinematic type of things. Yeah. Do you find yourself writing? And I know in this case you are, but based on what you're inspired by, you're writing that specifically or something like, like that. Yeah. Um, I would say definitely something as similar as I can get it as, as a new producer, I can't always get the right sound that I want in, in the studio, but, um, definitely always trying to kind of grab from from what's inspiring me at the moment and i think that's a kind of just like what music is just everybody putting down what's in what has inspired them for the Mm -hmm. last however many years they've been alive so um but having something fresh in your mind like that while you're writing it'll definitely make your music turn a little bit towards towards that sound what about when you're writing other things, um, whether that's a story or a pitch or, you know, any kind of the, the documentation that you put together for the projects that you're working on? Um, is it the same type of thing? Are you listening to whatever you're listening to from a songwriting perspective or can you listen to things with lyrics at that point? Um, or is that I try too distracting? Not to, yeah, I try not. Sometimes, sometimes the best things come when it's completely silent, too. Um, so I like to try to do a lot of writing in, in complete silence as well. Um, or maybe like listen a little bit to some orchestral music and then take it off and kind of just listen to silence for a little bit and, and see what comes up. But mostly things kind of, the best things kind of just tend to really pop up out of nowhere, yeah. honestly. Um, and sometimes you really have to take advantage, you have to take advantage of those moments when they do. Um, so it's important to just try and sit down every day because it, it, an aha moment might not happen every day. So You have to get to the point where you have that muscle memory, right? Like you can write regardless mm-hmm. and then maybe something comes out of it. Maybe it doesn't, but at least you've gotten it down. Yeah. What I've just been practicing um, with writing in the last year or two is just sitting down and, and writing whatever comes to mind kind of just a writing prompt page page or two of whatever I want to write about and if a song comes from it that's great some lyrics come out of it I'll you know keep them aside um but there's so a lot of people don't realize that there's a lot of writing that never sees the light of day and there's just so so much happens in the middle of the writing process that people don't realize that gets you to the end product. It it just doesn't come out just like like you hear it. There's a lot of reworking, a lot of rewriting, and like I said, when I write a song, I usually I write a story first. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of writing that happens that never really gets to come to light or or comes to light at all. Are you a digital pack route? Do you keep all that? Yeah. You have yeah. it all? Yeah, I have both physical and, and digital. Yeah, <laughs> I've got like notebooks with, yeah, so. Very nice. Yeah. Well, let's listen to another song of yours. I sure. think the last one that we have today is Trigger. Yeah, it's actually an oldie. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's a classic off of my first EP. Um, but you know, this is definitely a favorite of a lot of people that, that, that know my music and have been listening to it for a while. Um, this song 
is is a favorite for sure of people who are who have been with me for since the beginning i guess <laughs> what was it um what is it about in in your eyes or do you like to interpret the song or do you like to let other people I interpret like to it? let other people okay. interpret it but um what was i guess going through your mind when you wrote it then? sure this was actually a song i wrote shortly after i moved down to florida so um it, it just deals with um, having closure with feelings and emotions and having that kind of fear that if you if you go back into an, a certain environment or see somebody again, all of that might come rushing back to you and you'll be kind of in that spot again where you didn't want to be, but yeah. you're there again because all it took was somebody to just look at you or just you had to remember all those memories and they come flooding back in and there you are. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it completely <clears throat> does. And we'll hear that on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That's Trigger from Katie Patton, C-A-I-T-I-P-A-T-T-O-N, music.com. Yes. All right, there we go. If you put your finger on the trigger I fear that I may just fall for you all over again So darling, I think it best If I never see you again wasn't clear cold lips bitter taste how long will it take to close this case Like I used to 
waiting for you, only for you. Katie Patton with Trigger off of her Needle and Thread EP yes. from back in the day. How old is that? Oh, gosh. Uh, ancient, ancient times. 2013. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So long ago. Yeah. You were a different person. I know. You've become. So sometimes I mean, it is tr- kind of strange listening to that, but yes. Would you say that's two persons ago or one person ago? Mm. Two. Yeah. Probably. You've gone through, you've become a beautiful butterfly. Thank you. So many metamorphoses since Thank then. You. Uh, Katie, we have to uh, pretty much wrap it up. I did have a pop quiz if you wanted to answer some questions real quick. Um, So you're listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick. I do this every week. And I every every week, every day is an anniversary of something. And today we were talking about songwriting and stuff. And I thought this was very interesting. In 1805, Peter Mark Roger started up something new he called a thesaurus. And so he first published it on April 29th, 1852. That's 167 years of being able to reference something to make ourselves look smarter or because we don't want to use the same word over and over and over again. Okay, so there are other things that happened on this day in history. So like in 1996, and this is going to be a thesaurus question, so we're going to use synonyms. You have to guess the original word. Okay. Okay, so here's an easy one. In 1996, uh, on this day, a new musical called Lease opened on Broadway. What's the actual name of that show? Rent. Yes. See? I was about to say Grease because (laughs) it rhymed with Lease, and I was just like, what? No. All right, yeah. Uh, Aretha Franklin released a song today, April 29th, 1967. Uh, If it had been called Reverence, Awe, or Regard, it probably wouldn't have had the same impact, mainly because you'd have to spell all of those. Respect. That is correct. Very nice. All right. You ready for a hard one? I'm going (laughs) to take a stab at it, yes. Today is Michelle Pfeiffer's birthday. Okay. The leading lady turned 61 today. Back in 1982, several years before you were born, I believe, uh, she starred in Grease 2. So it's funny that you mentioned that earlier. okay. Uh, because back then, when people made a movie and it made money, they made a sequel, <laughs> even if it was a musical. They don't do that now anymore, of course. Darn it. Uh, in it, uh, Pfeiffer's, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character was called Stephanie Zanone, and she's the leader of a gang at Riddell, uh, Rydell High School. Uh, okay, so here are the synonyms for the name of the gang. Oh, gosh. It could have been called the Blush Queens, the Salmon Females, or the Coral Girls? Do you need a hint? Blush, salmon, coral, peach? No. Very close. Oh. Clementine? No. Much simpler than that. Wow. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to let you give me the answer. Okay, so the second part is ladies. Uh-huh. And the first part, if you're thinking about... Um, oh, pink. La- oh, my there goodness. You go. there my you bad. Go. Yeah, you got it. Pink ladies. Okay. One more anniversary. We have to congratulate their big listeners. Uh, on this day in 2011, the royal wedding of the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, a.k.a. Prince William and Kate Middleton. Good job, you guys. Eight years. Nice job. 
Uh, and so today is their eighth wedding anniversary. The traditional eighth anniversary gift is crockery, better known as <laughs> crockery. What do you think you use, uh, or what do you think crockery is? A dish? I don't know. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So dishes and dishes and stuff of that nature. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Dishes and stuff. Or pottery. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I would have also accepted bronze because okay. apparently it's the bronze anniversary as well. Oh, okay. You did very well. Awesome. Nice job. Awesome. All right, Katie Patton, we have to get out of here. All right, let's do it. Okay, so Katie Patton Music, you can look that up on the dot coms, uh, on the Facebook, on Instagram, and Spotify. So if you really <laughs> want to just listen to music, Right now, go to Spotify, look up Katie Patton, C-A-I-T-I-P-A-T-T-O-N. Mm-hmm. What about music videos are for the most part on YouTube? Yep, for the most part are on YouTube. I do have a page on my website that has everything connected. So you can go to the website, katiepatmusic.com and visit, um, visit the videos page or the, yeah. Perfect. And what's the best way or what's the way you would want to interact with people who are curious about songwriting about let's say somebody hosts a podcast and they need some music uh for the intro and outro sure um Um, what's the what's the best way to approach you about something like that pretty easy to get in contact with me i have um a contact page either on my website or i'm just as easy to if you want to throw me a message over on instagram Mm, i don't check instagram that much i'd say facebook is a great way to get in contact with me personally um i'm pretty quick about responding to facebook messages and you have, can we say the name of your new single that you're working on? Mm-hmm. Midas. Yeah, Midas. Yeah. yeah. And so where did the inspiration for that song come from? Um, a story. <laughs> I um, started working on a, an EP, actually, a four-song EP about, it was a story that had to relate to um, a female alchemist. And um, at the end of the story, she is transformed basically and it's the last song that's supposed to be on the ep and so i guess i have i have three more songs that go with it but it, oh, okay. it, in the end it it does connect to a bigger a larger story oh nice yeah the the goal is to make a short film out of it out of all the music videos when they're done so they line up to make a short film um and this is this is the first song well actually the last song of the ep but the first one I'm releasing. Very cool. Okay, and we're looking forward to that. Uh, next week on the show, Luke Bellagia, Bellagia. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I should probably find these things out before I say them on the air. He actually has a show in the French Festival this year, so I'll be Good talking fun. to him about that. Yeah. It's called How to Eat a Bear. Wow. And it is about eating a bear. It's literal. It's not a metaphor for okay. something. It is literally... Uh, I will be at the Fringe Festival as well. I'll have a table there where people will be able to, it's called Fringe Feels, um, sponsoring it. And people will be able to come up and type or write thank you notes for the performers, for the volunteers, and for the staff at the Fringe Festival. So people will be able to show their gratitude. And then speaking of showing your gratitude and being guilty all the time, uh, Mother's Day is coming up. So I just released a Mother's Day guide on my website to a certain degree.com. So you can look up, uh, I think I have around 39 local Orlando people that have been on the show 
that I turned into a Mother's Day guide. Nice. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I should get something for my mom, I think is what I'm saying. So we'll leave it at that. Let's shake hands on the ear because that always makes Perfectly. for good radio. They're a little... I won't describe how my hands feel right okay. now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think you kind of already did. And so, Katie Patton, I will release you back out into the wild. You've been listening to a certain degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Have a great week. Hey, thanks. You too. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to a certain degree. Where do you go from here? Tell your friends about how awesome this episode was. Subscribe to the show wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Also check out toacertaindegree.com. That's T-O-A, certaindegree.com. So grateful to Katie for sharing her story and her approach to her craft. It's part art, part entrepreneurship, and a healthy dose of passion thrown in there for good measure. Go out and buy her music now, or better yet, have her design some music for your video game, podcast, short film soundtrack, or a soundtrack for when you're making your own art. Thanks for listening. I'll truly miss our little talks.